through this teaching on the Day of Atonement. And now we've reached the section that everybody loves to talk about. <laughs> Eschatology, end times, what's happening, what's going on, Revelation, so hard to understand. So I'm glad you're taking a dive today. Yeah, it, really, it really is. <laughs> and it's interesting because there are certain things about Revelation that you only can understand through the feast and specifically through the Day of Atonement. So... The Feast of Trumpets is most likely the rapture. The Days of Awe are most likely the tribulation. The Day of Atonement really will be Judgment Day one day. So we kind of know the, the uh, and uh, of course, Tabernacles is when we're with him in, in heaven forever. In the book of Revelation, the judgment is broken down into seven bowls, seven woes, and seven trumpets. It's a bad day when you get into those sevens. So you may wonder, if the ten days of awe are the end times tribulation and judgment, why is it his seven days long instead of ten? Right. That's a reasonable question. So in Hebrew, numbers are very significant, and there are crossovers as to meaning. Three means completeness and perfection, like the Trinity, uh, time, matter, and the third day. Those are really, really big ones, and that's complete, right? Seven means perfect, like a week of seven days. The number of days is perfectly complete, right? But ten also means absolutely complete. So if seven is complete, ten is more so. In other words, you have ten commandments. It's the right It's the right number. The number ten means order. So you have ten fingers on your hand. There's none lacking. Ten plagues fully judged Egypt. Mm. Ten commandments sum up the law. Ten righteous can save a city. So the difference there is it's the same concept. It's just, it, it, has, to, it has to do with finality. All right? So since the tribulation is the final, complete, ultimate judgment, it fills 10 days of judgment. Now, that can still take place over seven years. It, it may not start on Rosh Hashanah. That may just be the beginning of things and then how it starts. But we know it's in those years, essentially. The translation of that Yumim Noarim that we normally say the days of awe, mentioned that early on, but awe isn't the only meaning of Nora. It also means terrible. As in Joel chapter 2, for the day of the Jehovah is great and very terrible, who can endure it? Now, if you go back into that chapter, it kind of sheds a whole lot of light on what's coming. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Okay, when you blow the trumpet, it's Rosh Hashanah. It's a feast, literally the feast of, the, of trumpets, trumpets, right? Yeah. And sound, and y'all, of course, y'all, you have them the whole month of Elul. You actually have them through the days of awe. And of course, as I mentioned, there was a couple of times in that you blow it on Yom Kippur as well. Blow the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of Yehovah is coming, for it is at hand. Now, in many, it'll say the, yours, it'll say the day of the Lord, but it's Yehovah. A day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness, like the morning clouds spread over the mountains. A people come great and strong, the like of whom has never been seen, nor will there ever be any such as them. Even for many successive generations, a fire devours before them, behind them a flame burns. The land is like the Garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness. Surely nothing shall escape them. Their appearance is like the appearance of horses, like swift steeds, and so they run with a noise like chariots over mountaintops. They leap like the noise of a flaming fire that devours the stubble, like a strong people set in battle array. Before them, the people writhe in pain. All faces are drained of color. They run like mighty men. They climb the wall like men of war. Everyone marches in formation, and they do not break ranks. They do not push one another. Hmm. Everyone marches in his own column. 
Though they lunge between the weapons, they're not cut down. They run to and fro in the city. They run on the wall. They climb into the houses. They enter at the windows like a thief. The earth quakes before them. The heavens tremble. The sun and moon grow dark. Stars diminish their brightness. Jehovah gives voice before his army. For his camp is very great. For strong is the one who executes his word. And then we come to that verse. For the day of Jehovah is great and mm. very terrible. Who can endure it? So all of this, you've got your high holy days, specifically Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. So the question is, are they the days of awe? Because the judgment will be so fierce, it will leave everyone in awe of the justice and wrath of God. I don't know. The words great and terrible. Great is gadol and terrible is yare. It shows up these two words a lot together. Joel chapter 2, the, the day of Jehovah is great and very terrible. Deuteronomy 6, before our eyes, Jehovah sent signs and wonders, great and terrible on Egypt and Pharaoh and his whole household. So you have the same thing of these 10 plagues. And a lot of those you see coming back up in Revelation. And that's why you have these same words here. Deuteronomy 8, here's another time. And your, when your heart was lifted up and you forgot Jehovah, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led you through that great and terrible wilderness in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land where there was no water, who brought water for you out of the flinty rock. So it's talking about this wilderness season. But why did they have, encounter all these different things? It's those moments when they were murmuring and complaining and and. A lot of times being killed. The ten days of awe, the great and terrible days, are also called days of repentance or teshuva. Mm. The Sabbath that occurs during the ten days, which occurred this last weekend, is called Shabbat Shuva, the Sabbath of return, or the Shabbat Teshuva, the Sabbath of repentance. The prophetic scripture is Hosea 14, which begins with the word Shuva or return. Return, Israel, to Jehovah your God. Your sins have been your downfall. Take words with you and return to Jehovah. Say to him, forgive all our sins and receive us graciously. We may offer the fruit of our lips. Assyria cannot save us. We will not mount war horses. We'll never again say our gods to what our hands, our own hands have made. For in you, the Father, let's find compassion. I will heal their waywardness and love them freely. For my anger is turned away from them. I'll be like the dew to Israel. I'll blossom like a lily. Like a cedar of Lebanon, he'll send down his roots. His young shoots will grow. Splendor will be like an olive tree. His fragrance like a cedar of Lebanon. People will dwell again in his shade. They'll flourish like the grain. They will blossom like the vine. Israel's fame will be like the wine of Lebanon. Ephraim, what more have I to do with idols? I will answer him and care for him. I am like a flourishing juniper. Your fruitfulness comes from me. Who is wise? Let them realize these things. Who is discerning? Let them understand. The ways of Jehovah are right. The righteous walk in them, but the rebellious stumble in them. So as you rest and pray for those currently stumbling that soon their days may be awesome, especially for those who don't believe that God, in God, but observe Yom Kippur just in case. But I love this scripture. One of my favorites, Hosea 14, just because... It shows this turn of God's heart for his people. And it just reminds you that we've said many times it's easy to throw stones because sometimes they make it easy. <laughs> but the, the reality is the same. We don't have any more than that. The woman uh, that uh, 
Jesus rescued and everybody dropped their stones. You know, we will always be just as guilty, just as stupid and uh, in what we do. And we really have a whole lot more revelation. So we really should do better. So I guess the point is, uh, it's the Day of Atonement. Tonight, beginning tomorrow, if you can fast, if you can pray. Uh, and if you do, make sure that you focus your attention. It's not a time for your sin. It's a time for a, a corporate thing. So it's the church. It's your people. It's Israel, especially, that they, because, uh, you know, when they turn, that's it. That's the end times. Yeah. 